This is the podcast for your punk ass. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we're going to talk about nostalgia. You know, back in the day. Back, back in the day. Back, I'm a big the w- the Wire fan. We did a whole episode with The Wire comparing it comparing the uh, NC2AA hustle to The Wire, the street and drug game. That's right. And of course, I'm not supporting selling illegal narcotics, but that's the whole nature of the show, The Wire. And in the last scene, Method Man Cheese gives a nice soliloquy about nostalgia. <laughs> but instead of just shutting up and kicking in, you're going to stand there crying that back in the day. There ain't no back in the day. It's just the street and the game and what happened here today. Right. You know, what's nostalgia? When you hear your grandparents say, well, back in the day, during the 1950s, black folks were doing better. Back in the day, we all went to church. Back in the day, this, these large overgeneralizations that are incorrect. They need to be stated this way. Well, back in the day, I went to church every Sunday. And still you're lying because you did it. (laughs) Well, back in the day, I, it's personal. It's singular. You see, that's nostalgia. Let me define it for you. Nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful effect to the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associates. That's individual. That's one person. That's you. That's deep. That's what but it is. somebody's nostalgia's dream is somebody else's nightmare. Okay. So you always got to put nostalgia in context. What do I mean by that? Mm. There was something fought here called the Civil War to end slavery. Forget the Northern aggression. That's all a lie. Don't let them Confederate fools trick you. White people in the South said, you know what? We love slavery so much. We want it to last forever. Black people said, hell no, I'm out of here. Harry Tubman shot out. <laughs> I'm running. I'm resisting. This is, this is wrong. So you can imagine after the Civil War in eight, April 1865, there were people getting nostalgic. They want back in the day. But whose perspective? Not from mine, if I'm a free free ex-slave. You see, there's no back in the day. It's just what's going on here. How can we make society better? Reconstruction. You see, public education, hospitals, the federal government creating social programs. Because there is no back in the day. You're not going back to that day of slavery. It ended in 1865. I see what you're saying. Now, I know you're going to say the loophole. Shout out to my boy, Daryl Scott, Howard University in bad history. Slavery's ended. Why? I know you're going to say the NFL with the combine. I know you're going to say mass incarceration. But if you ask any person in jail, any NFL player, that any of their family members were sold, beaten, sexually assaulted, raped, right? No access to court. You see, someone owns your person, chattel. That doesn't exist. Even when you're in prison. It's called prison labor. And guess what? If you white, you're doing prison labor. There is no back in the day when you study society. No nostalgia up in here. It's what's happening now. 1928, the Great Depression. 
through the 1920s, money all over the place. But like anything else, there was no regulation in the stock market. A 10-year depression. So you can imagine, after during World War II, right after, the probably rich people say, let's go to back in yeah, the day. Yeah, but that depends on which perspective that you, you know, you're talking about. Because during the... During the 1920s, there was still uh-huh. poverty, inequality. Of course. You see what I mean? So what do you have? Franklin Delano Roosevelt creates the New Deal. What came out after the Great Depression? Social Security. That's what keeping elderly folks alive. Unemployment compensation. Labor unions. There is no back in the day. When you're talking about society, you improve upon it. Let's go again. The Civil Rights Movement, Brown vs. Board of Ed, 1954. Then from 54, you want to end with the Voting Rights Act of 65 or the end of Black Power, 1975. For many white people, they want to go back in the day. Well, there is no back in the day. For who? For what? Segregated buses, lynching, terrorism. Can't get into white universities. No access. So what happened? Great Society, Pell Grants, Medicare, Medicaid, Affirmative Action. There is no back in the day we talk about society. That's nostalgia. And who's saying back in the day? That's personal. That's not systemic. So now let's get to the pandemic of 2020, the coronavirus. People are saying, let's go back to normal. But this is what got us here in the first place. Yeah, I understand that. But explain what do you mean by that exactly? Why are black people dying at a higher rate? Okay. Because of what? For decades, a Ronald Reagan policies, Bill Clinton, and of course, President Obama, neoliberal Democrats, with an undying faith in the free market, with an undying faith in what? Relative deregulation, more for Republicans, but Democratic uh, systems of neoliberal favoring corporations. So we don't need, no, we need a new normal. We need a new system. So what's going to come out after this pandemic? This is what got us here. You uh, see what I, I mean? I never thought of a New York that you better not touch. Safer to walk than hopping on the train or the bus. Why? Pandemics is epidemic, academics is at a limit. Donald Trump called it a gimmick. Scare hard in the kitchen and the cupboard is bare. With a lot of bad air out there, so beware. As it was, yo, the distance brought us closer apart. As it was, yo, the resistance came straight from the heart. Instead of trying to stop the spread of COVID-19, the Surgeon General said, Negro, stop smoking that weed. He put a boiler pop pop and big mama to shame. While Trump was cutting checks to put respect on his name, you listen to the president and his infinite wisdom. While inequality is a pre-existing condition, so the human may concern, please do not disturb. When I'm down in midtown Manhattan trying to flatten the curve. Word. So let's look at it. African Americans who are 60 were born in 1960. They graduated in high school in 1978. Milwaukee, New York, Chicago, those cities were decimated because of what? Deindustrialization, which meant what? Jobs at factories with benefits and healthcare left, went to the South, and went overseas. Why? Cheap wages. 
But these Republican fools blame labor unions. Ronald Reagan fires the air traffic controllers in 1981. He pink slipped white guys, <laughs> which sent unions spiraling. If he could fire white dudes, airplanes, airplane pilot white guys, unions are in trouble. So when these folks graduated in 78, if you did a socioeconomic analysis, obviously there's going to be some that, that are middle class doing well, but still had what? Chronic illnesses. And they had health care or access to resources. So if you were born 1960, Milwaukee, Detroit, the Bronx. Boogie down. By 78, you graduated. If you didn't go to college, you might have a city job or a state job. Okay? You see? But nevertheless, how chronic illnesses work, they're related to what? The environment. It's not genetic. It's not racial. It's your surroundings is what you're you saying. Right. And oftentimes it. when it yeah. comes to whether your dental health or your other health, because you can't see a bad heart. You can't see respiratory issues in your lungs. When there's lead paint in your apartment and the landlord don't want to fix it. You see, when you have a rodents running around, don't want to clean it. Then you have poor schools with lead and asbestos. Then there's stress because why? You have family members who can't make enough money, wage stagflation for working class people. So they were born 1960. 1968 is the last year where the minimum wage matched what should be paid for society. So as they're getting older, their wages are stagnating, but everything is increasing. There is no back in the day to this here. We want something new. We deserve something new after the coronavirus. This is what I'm talking about. Those who want nostalgia, like President Trump, because he made so much money. We will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. This back in the day, this normal never worked in the beginning. So that doesn't make sense. How you gonna go back to a system that didn't work for most people in the first place? See, that's nostalgia. That's not dealing in what's like my man Cheese said. The right here and now, what happened today? 10,000 deaths, millions of unemployed. Nostalgia's not solving this problem. Well, you had 3% unemployment, the lowest all time. But what type of employment? Gig economy, no health care can't get unemployment benefits whether it's sex workers gig gig economy they don't qualify low-wage workers because they don't make enough but they pay sales taxes the system needs to be changed period don't get nostalgic there's no time for it mm. that's why i love that cheese quote in the wire yeah i know he's cussing <laughs> i got he said mines with an s but that's not my point. My point is don't get tricked with nostalgia. There is no back in the day. Can you imagine being a free black? Let's go back to slavery. I'll slap you in the face. Ow. Can you imagine getting your first 
unemployment check. Let's go back to the 20s. There's no unemployment. I'll slap you in the face. Okay, man, let's go back to the good old days of the South when black people are sitting in the back and drink separate water fountains and all that nonsense. I'll slap you in the face. Stop. Doesn't make sense. So why do I want to go back to the system that got us here in the first place? This is why we need universal health care. This is why I need an overhaul of the system. This is what Dr. King was talking about in 68. You see, it's not new, it's out here. But nobody wants to get nostalgic on those ideas. We want to get nostalgic because it makes you feel good. But it doesn't make you deal with reality and nostalgia's relative. You see, back in the day, my family did this. Well, that's for you. But for some people, my household might have been toxic. Like I said, it depends on your perspective. What do you mean? Yeah. My parents were this. My parents might uh -huh. have had some challenges. Yep. There's no nostalgia to this up thing. There's no nostalgia to this right here. Yeah. It's what we have today. What we have today is global capitalism is not working for the majority of the world. Out of 7 billion people, 3 billion people live less on a dollar a day. That's inhumane. Don't romanticize. Don't get nostalgic. You see? Global poverty. It's being shown in our face. Milwaukee, the Bronx, Detroit. What do we see? Communities of color. Why? Segregation. You see? Wealth inequality. Low poor schools, underfunded. But you know what you're going to say? Blame victims. Then we get nostalgic. Well, back in the day, black folks did more with less. See, that's nostalgia. Because the reality is, you died at 12. Damn. You had even less access to resources. Yeah, it's true. This ain't no bad history. Shout out to Daryl Scott, Howard University. You see what I mean? When we look at society, history, social, nostalgia doesn't work for me. I don't want to hear that's your own personal thing. And it's relative. Your nostalgia, your dream is someone else's nightmare. Huh. Yo, I believe I smell fear. I believe. Smell money. I believe I smell greed. I can tell. It smells funny. They want to open up the business for whatever it's worth. Since it's mostly blacks dying, get your ass back to work. Yelling fire Fauci with a mask on. Son, you dead ass wrong. If it's all about the cash, you won't last long. We want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. So when we say even back in the day, January 12, when the stock market is at 29,000, but you don't have a 401k. What are you talking about? In fact, you see, shit, my 401k, I lost 50 stacks, beaks. Damn, son. Back in the day to what? What's going to come out new after coronavirus? What is, if Joe Biden wins, Democrats, what are they going to do? Are they going to have the courage to say what I'm saying, or are they going to get nostalgic? Let's just enhance Obamacare. No, we need universal health care. Let's bump the minimum wage up to, to $9 in Georgia. No, it should be $20. Let's tax the hell out of corporations. I don't care people, there's all that nonsense. Tax them. Tax billionaires. Capital gains tax 35%. I don't care no more. That's what I'm talking about. That's the new normal. I don't want normal. Because that's nostalgia. That's based on one's perspective in the system. You see? So if you out here broke, no health insurance, you're making your money in a gig economy, man, I wish we can go back. You don't want to go back. You want something different. Yeah, I get it. I understand. So last point. All right. 
Where's the sports angle in all this, Dave? Well, here it comes. <laughs> like Dr. King said, and Bernie Sanders has been ripping off Dr. He's been calling Dr. King, excuse me. <laughs> Socialism for the rich, capitalism for the poor. Do you know in the four major sports, there's something called revenue sharing? That's as socialist as I don't know what. What does that mean? It's used to ensure that there's competitive balance. That's the argument that these these folks make. Mike and the Mad Dog. You know, these folks are ignorant. Remember, sports talk show hosts, BA in journalism, they're not sociologists. No matter how much they try to trick you, they're not historians. Maybe in sports they can rile off some facts. But history is an interpretation, an analysis. Not just these stories of nostalgia. Ty Cobb was a racist. Major sports were racist. Period. Branch Rickey had an agenda. He saw the money. See, that's history. You see, I'm not in his feelings. This ain't a Drake song. So nevertheless, they're going to tell you competitive balance, which means what? New York, Boston, L.A. are big market teams. How could I shore a team in the Midwest, Tampa Bay, you see? So with revenue sharing, it ensures competitive balance. Luxury taxes, salary caps, because without it, you'll have maybe four teams in the league. But not only that, how are you going to get what? A television contract, ESPN, Fox Sports. When they pitch it to these major networks, you have to show that it's competitive. So if you're a team that stinks every year like the Mariners and these other bum teams who say, you know what, I'm going to stay below the cap. Why? I'm risk averse and I'm going to collect the revenue share. And guess what? When I sell the team, the value increases. That's the key to team ownership. It's the, it's the value. George Steinbrenner bought the Yankees in 1973 for $10 million from CBS. Mm -hmm. It's worth $4 billion. That's crazy, son. You see? Yeah. That's what it gets down to. So that's socialism in pro sports. Without it, there's no sports talk industry. There's no, what's his name, Uh, uh, Mel Kuyper and all these other hustles, fantasy sports, and all these other uh, hustles off of professional sports without sharing revenue and salary caps. That's why Jerry Jones is pissed. He sells the most merch. You see? But see, you have these owners. These are capitalists who are practicing socialism because they see the big goal. If you want me to build a stadium, I need competitive balance and cities will pitch in. So your tax dollars fund stadiums, but there's no money for education. We need a new normal. Who wants to go back to that? Doesn't make sense. That's nostalgia. That's real talk, Dave. Oh, my team is this. That's emotion. You see? What do you mean you don't like your team? Because the team ain't bringing me no money. Not for me. What, you sell hot dogs for three months out the season? Look at all those workers who work in professional sports. They have no income coming in. Because that's not sustainable. It's entertainment. And guess what? What if this pandemic exposed? Who is more valuable right now? Who's essential? Not athletes, not billionaires, but working people. BJ, shout out. 
my daughter, Costco, healthcare workers, truck drivers, they still out here grinding, getting reports, masks, no masks, gloves, this, that, riding trains. Who's more valuable right now? The 625 billionaires? Yeah, I know they give out that money, but philanthropy is not justice. <laughs> there is no back in the day. We need a new model, <laughs> a new normal. No doubt. We're not waiting on the on the whim of billionaires to donate money. If you tax them, you see, well, they don't give them money. You won't need their money. You'll have services. You'll have health care, better schools. Look at Flint. Flint still got dirty water six years later. But Jim Harbaugh gonna make $9 million? You know that's not right. You don't want no nostalgia. You want a new normal out here. So back to revenue sharing. That's the high, that's capitalism. NBA, NHL, NFL. Major League Baseball, quote unquote, doesn't have a cap. You have a luxury tax. That money that comes from Boston, New York, goes into uh, uh, paying other teams, the low-revenue teams, who get rewarded for not going over the cap. So that's why they have revenue shares. So in other words, there's these economists that study this stuff. So I just break it down to its very last compound. Shout out KRS-One, where the rubber meets the road. A shout out to my man, uh, Joe Madison, who says what? Put it where the goats can get it. Revenue sharing competitive balance risk averse you see so when you buy a franchise it's about own the billion dollars what the franchises are worth you see what these folks are selling these teams for and of course access box seats that's where you conduct business in those suites you see and then you convince the public we need these for jobs but look right now so we see how athletes, entertainers are overvalued and working class, the masses, the proletariat are undervalued. We need them right now. But look at what's happening. Go to a hospital. It's not just doctors. It's nurses, folk janitors, people who keep the place clean, undervalued. We need a new normal. Tax the wealthy like they do in sports. You see? In society, there's no nostalgia up in here. When we talk about a new society, a new vision for the future, it's right here, it's right now. It's like Dr. King said in his last book, where do we go from here, chaos or community? So I'm going to end on this. It's like Dr. King from here, where do we go from here? A normal or a new normal, and I'm out. And that's the show, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to the show on iTunes, because we're going to bring you another podcast for your punk ass as soon as it's humanly possible, because without you, the dark brown shades of my skin, there would only be us. Only add color to my tears. Oh. That splash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul oh, 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 oh. Looking back over my false dreams That I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true 
it because I'm black? Uh-huh. Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord, oh something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? Yeah. In this well of no pity, I was raised in the ghettos of the city. Yeah, oh Lord. Uh. Uh. Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny. Something is holding me back. Uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? 